It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Broncos podcast and as Jared in the comments so nicely reminds me we are presented by DraftKings <laughs> Sportsbook America's top rated sportsbook head over to DraftKings Sportsbook code now use the code DNVR and you sign up sign up I know Jared's already done it he's locked in oh, dialed yeah. in um, and he probably didn't even know yet that Zach wasn't here yet so if you guys have any other help um, you guys know you know Zach uh, does a lot for the he show does. so it, it's a it's it's kind of like a um, Zach by committee today. Um, so, like, anything that Zach would normally do, such as, I don't know, issue me a formal apology. Like, Ooh. everyone's going to have to pick up um, pick up the slack for Zach. Yeah. Actually, hey, oh God. should we just start by going into uh, my new favorite segment? Uh, and, and I'll just tell you right now, we're going into this to start tomorrow, too, because Zach's not here and he's got some explaining to do. Mm-hmm. So, here it is. The new, my new favorite segment, formal uh, apologies. Hank, the floor is yours. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. K, <laughs> the, the the terrible thing happened yesterday, and that was um, that that shortly after we had talked about the uh, the punter situation, and there was a report coming out that Sam Martin declined the pay cut, and that's why he left. Uh, that was quickly refuted by our own Zach Stevens. That's the best part. Right? I know he had to do it. It's like, just keep that to yourself. <laughs> like we're on part. this side. So I, I was wrong. I thought I could trust because that's just a straight up lie. Like the, 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 the agent straight up lied and said he declined the pay cut. Yep. It's like, I thought something that tangible, we've, we've got to be able to trust him, but I was wrong. I trusted the agent. Shouldn't have trusted the agent. I can't believe this is happening, but you were correct. I was wrong. <laughs> Uh, that's my formal apology. Oh God, I love formal apologies. This is great, and you know, I'll uh, I'll I'll own up to mine and give mine when when they come, if they ever do. Um, I actually did. I had one yesterday. I formally apologized for McTelvin and Jeem. I thought I thought Varen Browning had the sack. Ryan, uh, what's your favorite part of this graphic? Um, definitely Zach saying sorry. Mm. That's good stuff. 
That's... He specifically requested that. Don't oh, don't wow. say that. <laughs> of course, um, of course he did. Yeah, the by far the best part of this entire situation is that Zach is the one who broke the news that refuted his own take. <laughs> like that's the best thing ever. And I don't ever want to know the story because in my head I believe that someone within the Denver Broncos organization, I know that they watch this show, was watching yep. the show and then texted Zach like, no, you're wrong, RK's right. Ugh. And that makes <laughs> me so happy. Well, and then I think it was Zach today who asked George Payton, we should say, we were out there about an hour and a half ago, there was a press conference talking about all this stuff. He asked something about, you know, was there a pay cut? Was this what happened? He said, nope, that's, there was no pay cut offered. Oh, this God. is, we just took the better punter. He has better upside. The hang time stands off the charts, like good directionally, all that stuff. It's just, oh, God. That is so fantastic. So uh, can't wait to hear what Zach has to say tomorrow. We'll, uh, we'll look forward to that. Uh, and, and I guess that moves into another thing that I was right about. Wow, it's just crazy. Um, Brett Rippon. Exactly. And that's the thing is that this was supposed to be kind of a neutral day for me because I have yeah. to I issue my formal apology. Uh, yeah. But then I get to flex on Zach, who was supposed to have a horrible day and, and say, actually, Brett Rippon is the backup quarterback, as I said, and you owe me a pizza. But he's not here. There's no way he's even watching. I, oh, I, I'm frustrated. It's all right. We'll get we'll get Zach tomorrow. We'll gang up on him. It'll be fun. Um, it's crazy, though, because we obviously it's it's I don't really deserve to flex on this. Because up until literally yesterday, or was it mm -hmm. Saturday? I guess it was Saturday when we had the backup quarterback conversation mm -hmm. after the game. Up until that point, I had said, yeah, I don't think this is really a competition. Um, I think the Broncos brought in Josh Johnson to be the backup, and they're pretty married to it. And I got to give credit to Nathaniel Hackett and his coaching staff, and George Payton as well, for not putting themselves in a box. Like legitimately... Mm -hmm relying on their evaluations to tell them what was best for this football team. And so maybe in previous regimes, they would have said it's, we brought, we signed this guy. He's our backup quarterback, mm -hmm. but no, Brett Rippon outplayed Josh Johnson. Um, you know, I thought it was close in training camp. And then Josh Johnson went out and got the first preseason game. And it felt mm -hmm. like that might be the final nail in the coffin. Credit to Brett Rippon stayed with it was better in the second preseason game, was better in the third preseason game, even though it was closer in the third preseason game. Yep. Um, and the Broncos coaching staff gives it to him. But I, 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 so up until literally they announced that Brett was starting, I said, this isn't a competition. Once they finally said it was a competition on Saturday night, I said it. If, if I need a couple snaps, um, and I hope that's all it is, I'll touch wood with my foot here. Yep. Um, I feel more comfortable with Brett. And it sounds like at the end, the coaching staff did too while there may still be news on the quarterback front coming. And that's the interesting part where I, I'm i curious where that's coming from. Because it does feel like there's this big conversation, even reporters like buzzing saying like, oh yeah, you know, it's ripping today, but but who knows, maybe there's a move tomorrow where that's something that kind of surprises me. Because I don't know who could be out there that they'd be really that interested in. You know, it feels like if Josh Johnson was the backup – unless there's like something coming out from the team that I'm missing because I'm still kind of new here, then it, it seems like you'd be saying like, oh, yeah, it's Josh Johnson. Easy call for backup quarterback. No need to replace him. Yeah. You mean Brett Rippon? No. I mean, if, if it was oh. Josh Johnson, nobody would be saying like, oh. oh, I bet, you know, they could be looking around for somebody else. And the fact like Brett Rippon beat out that guy. Yeah. And it's weird. Like it, it was it was spoken about as if there would be a third on the roster, not necessarily a hmm. cut Brett Rippon and take another one. Um, I'll be interested to see. They have done this before where they waited for the chips to fall 
and then went and got another quarterback. Famously, Brock Osweiler was a big one um, that they got after the 53-man cutdown. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> so I they, like, no, left- they drafted him. I was like, oh, yeah, the- I forgot oh, about the comeback to it. Yeah, so it was, <laughs> um, it was the Trevor mm-hmm. Paxton year, right? Yep, it was. Yeah, I think. I think that was it, yeah. And then uh, right, they cut down to 51 and then signed uh, Brock Osweiler and brought it back up to – or cut to 52 and signed Brock, get it to 53. Um, they did it also once again, I think, with Blake Bortles. I can't remember, though. I, I swear there was – He might have been later. Like two, I thought he was like a week or two in. Was it Brandon Allen then? It Maybe. was Brandon Allen. Okay. It was Brandon Allen. They cut it down – uh, and then the I believe the Rams, who the Broncos had just played in the preseason, had Brandon Allen. They cut Brandon Allen. Mm-hmm. Broncos picked him up. So there's precedent for it. We'll see what happens. Uh, but props to Brett and props to the coaching staff for allowing the, the play on the field to speak for itself. Totally. Totally. I think – I don't know. I'm curious where this could go. Because I, if you're bringing in a third – it feels like like are are they interested in Kellen Mond? I don't know who could possibly be interested in Kellen Please Mond. No. Exactly, but it's like somebody well, like George that. Payton. Josh Rosen. That is Wait, true. That was they drafted him last year, right? They did. So, that was just okay. last year. That's that crazy. Yeah, it was just last year, so George was out of there. But he, I guess, who knows what scout? You know, he would have had a good relationship with that. Maybe loved Kellen Mond. He's a part of that team for thirteen and a half months. And somehow was so bad, so consistently through 13 and a half months. They're like, yeah, no future here. Yep. I mean, how about Alex Leatherwood? I know. And that's one. I've got I've got a list of guys. Actually, I should plug this. The ride coming out tonight, all about cut day. Um, there's thoughts on some of the cuts. Uh, who's going to be on practice squad, that stuff. But also a bunch of guys who the Broncos could be interested in bringing in that we'll find out about tomorrow morning, really. Yep. Alex Leatherwood, to me, should be toward the top of that list. Like, you can't claim him just because you have to take the $6 million cap hit. Mm. But as soon as that period's over, it'd be tempting to bring him in, right? How could you not? Exactly. I mean, this isn't um, a guy who's like, oh, he had his shot and he was a bust. This is a guy who was a first-round pick last year. Last year? Last year. Like, what did he do that was so bad that they decided to cut him? I don't even know. I I admittedly have not watched any of Alex Leatherwood since he got into the NFL. I'm curious if he even started. I'll check that real quick. But I think he was at least for parts of last season. And even if he was, I don't think I care all that much. Right. Well, and to me, it's like I, I know at least against the Broncos, he wasn't standing out as a problem. Started every game last year. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's 23, same age as Natani Moody. We'll get to him later. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, if right now they're kind of shallow on the offensive line, they've got eight guys in there. I think that's probably if they're going to add something, that's one of the positions where you'd be tempted. Yep, for sure. Why not get somebody developmental when you have Graham Glasgow you can just plug in? I've got my roster out here, and this is from with all the cuts we made from uh, last week when we did our final roster prediction mm-hmm. um, on the show, and I don't think you were on that one. No. Um, so. That segues me nicely into this next one. Someone who we had on the team as one of our six receivers, who is no longer on the team, Kendall Hinton. And Numbies tweeted this out and got a hundred over a hundred responses mm-hmm. from fans about Kendall Hinton being one of the Broncos' cuts today. This one obviously 
uh, struck a chord with Broncos fans. And you understand why. Yeah. Like, it's a good story. I think here, uh, there's some stories, some players who kind of, like, cut their way into Broncos' Facebook. That, and uh, I think that that's, like, a line, you know, where it's like, okay, you Broncos' Twitter – Broncos Twitter is going to know basically the entire roster. And maybe not have great takes about all of them, but there's like us. The, the guys who like Broncos Facebook knows about. This is such a good take. That's like, uh, that's like maybe half the roster, even yeah. less than that. And you have had to, do, you had to have done something specific mm-hmm. to have entered their kind of world if you are in the top half of the roster. Exactly. Guy. And it's, it's like your, your uncle who watches half the games maybe. He knows Kendall Hinton. I think I told you I was sitting next to yes. a guy <laughs> at training camp, uh, an older gentleman, who said, like, you know what? I think Kendall Hinton's better than Jerry Judy, straight up. And I was like, ah, I see. <laughs> I see where this is coming yeah, from. <laughs> exactly. And it's he's obviously not Tim Tebow, but it's along that line of just, like, Overinflated, like big There's like a fan mythical base. thing to it, and as there should be, like people should yes. remember Kendall Hinton for yes. starting He's a piece that of game. Broncos lore, definitely. Sure. But in terms of what he actually did as a receiver, there are a couple nice plays in there for sure. But he had a bad camp, is really what it comes down to. Yeah, totally. And and what he did on the field in games, there's he didn't do anything that you probably can't find somebody else who could just sub in and do it. And you know, he's sure handed. He maximized what he is as a player at a time when the Broncos really needed that. Yeah. And and, I mean, speaking of, you know, doing the best with what he had when the Broncos really needed him, like he will always, like he was put (laughs) in such a terrible position um, by the Broncos, not necessarily the team, but his teammates, notably the quarterbacks that week. um, And, the NFL, you know, for forcing the Broncos to play that game. Yep. Um, and, you know, we'll forever be grateful for them for that. Maybe he does come back on the practice squad. Um, or, you know, you hope he just gets another opportunity somewhere else. Totally. Uh, but I think one of the things that we were talking about when we were creating this roster is, does Dwayne Stukes campaign to get Tyree Cleveland on special teams? How much water does it carry? And in the end, I think – what happened was he pounded the table and pounded the table and pounded the table and said, this is a core four-phase special yep. teamer for me. Um, can I please have him? And the Broncos looked around and said, okay, are any of these receivers so valuable to the offense that we can't cut them to keep Tyree for special teams? And the answer on Kendall Hinton and a couple other guys is no. Yeah, I think that's totally right. I think – you know, Tyree Cleveland last year, there was one player for the Broncos who had more special teams tackles. And that's, I mean, Tyree Cleveland played seven games last year. Right. And still put that number up. Pro Football Focus has him as the the number three highest graded special teamer for the Broncos out of 61 players who participated. And like, right behind him is like Jacob Bobenmoyer and guys like that were like, okay, he really can't screw up. You know, number one, Shelby Harris, who's only out there on the kick block team and blocked like two kicks or whatever. It's yep. like... There's nothing to take away from that grade. So he's way, way up there. And when the when the team is so bad at special teams, you kind of have to go out of your way to keep guys like that. Yeah. And I like to me, I would have rather have that. A guy who you just count on, like he's your Matthew Slater, I think that's mm-hmm. his name. 
Um, exactly. Like <laughs> that's the point. Yep. But you know, like you know who that guy is. Dave, oh, the, the David Bruton. Right. It's like oh, that guy who's really good at special teams. Mm-hmm. That makes more impact than a guy who has he's in and out of inactive each week. Um, he maybe has three to seven plays on offense, and and Tyree can still give you that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kendall Hinton, obviously, you know maybe he you use him on a couple trick plays, like you have that in the bag, and he did. I thought I think run some solid routes and make totally. some nice plays for the Broncos last year. But in the end, you're saying, hey, you know, if we if we truly believe that a third of the game is special teams, and maybe you even pare it down to twenty percent, and the, that is more yeah. valuable. The other part for Kendall Hinton is you want him in the slot and you want KJ Hamler in the slot. Mm-hmm. You want Montrell Washington mm-hmm. in the slot. You can make a good case. You want Jerry Judy in the slot. Yep. And so you point. just don't necessarily need Kendall Hinton, although he would potentially maybe take some of those snaps from Montrell early on. Who knows? Maybe even KJ, but it's just so tough to believe that that's what they want to do. And if the coaching staff says, no, we want these guys instead, then there's really no point. Um, although, I mean, at this point you hope that you can give them to the practice squad Especially given, you know, KJ, he is he going to be healthy all season? Or are you going to need to to find a replacement at some point? If you can get Kendall Hinton onto your practice squad, yep. that is a very good situation because you can just call him up whenever you need. Yeah, it's we'll kind of interesting. I just look at like every player who's somewhat decent, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh, you can get them to the practice squad. The rest of the yep. cuts were like, for not to throw, not to you know talk <laughs> down about these guys, but they're just like, uh, yeah, you don't need them. Yeah, I. It, Exactly. And, you know, in terms of the waivers, last year the Broncos lost two players on waivers, Trey Marshall and Adam Prentice. So you're like, okay, that's the level of player that teams are taking. Adam Prentice, that's a weird one. Yeah, but weird that he got claimed probably. And so you probably lose, like, Moody to waivers, maybe one other. But but if you lose two guys, you probably keep the rest, and that's it. Totally. All right. Um, I'm going to try to go through the offense in this first segment, and then we can flip over to more defensive cuts in the second segment. Mm-hmm. Um, staying in the wide receiver group, what's the latest you've heard on Brandon Johnson? We don't have much for details except for the ankle injury. Okay. So he got, like, the waived injured designation. So, in theory, a team could claim him. Otherwise, but then I heard they're kind of like backtracking on that, and there's a chance that he's going straight to IR or that he's going to IR tomorrow. Like, there's there's a, been a yeah. kind of conflicting turn when it comes to Brandon Johnson. I do think they want to keep him, and you figure out what what way you can keep him at this point. Um, and who knows? Maybe that's a situation where he does become healthy in a month. And he takes Jalen Jalen uh, Virgil's spot, but so here's the report from uh, Troy Rank around three thirty. There we go. Brandon Johnson is on IR. Pe- Peyton said working through next step with him. They want him back this season. That is a conflicting report because if you're on IR before the fifty three man cut down, then you cannot come back this season. Exactly. And so then you have the weird waived injured designation, and the injury settlement that's a part of that. And so it seems like if you'd settled, then you're not on the team. <laughs> we'll find out more. We will find out more. Maybe Numbies can help us out. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, and then the story of, uh, of the wide receiver group, the positive story of the wide receiver group, Jalen Virgil, man, makes the team, making it 18 out of the last 19 years where an undrafted rookie makes the Denver Broncos. Awesome story. We knew one of them was, we're going to make it. I kind of 
I tend to believe it was going to be Brandon Johnson before his injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's good on the Broncos to, you know, look at Jalen Virgil and say, hey, he was also awesome in camp. Let's let's give him an opportunity. Yeah. And I mean, for him, it's all about traits, you know, uh, and production too. I guess yep. it's those two things because during the preseason he did have, I mean, as George Payton put it, he made a play in every game. He made a play in every practice, which I was like, well, maybe not every practice, but. If, if you say so, you say so. He made a lot of plays. Uh, sh- shouted him out for what he can do on special teams. But then, I mean, from there, it's the, the size and the speed and the strength. And that last game, how quick he was, too. Yeah. Like, he's shifty and making guys miss. So, who knows whether he gets much of a chance with the offense. That's the weird thing is that usually if you're the num- probably number four receiver, you say Tyree Cleveland is just special teams. Yep. He'll get on the field after. You might get a couple snaps a game, yep. but with the injuries that could pop up, especially with KJ and touch wood again, I think you never know. He could really get some opportunities. Well, and one thing that's interesting about this offense is um, there's a lot of option routes for the wide receivers, mm-hmm. um, where essentially it is on the wide receiver to look at the coverage and say, do I take option A or option B based off of what the coverage is? And from who I've talked to, Jalen Virgil did a fantastic job of knowing when to make those right decisions. Like you don't think about decision-making often when you are grading wide receivers, but this offense really asks a lot of the wide receivers to say, Hey, if that corner is on top of you, sit down, you Mm -hmm. know, Hey, if that corner is on your hip, take off. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, apparently Jalen was really good at that. So that is one thing that they're going to have to, the, I'll be interested to see like that's a big chemistry thing with yep. Russ and those wide receivers is hey you have to look at the coverage the same way I do and when you see they're playing off you know I need you to turn around if, if you have a step on them take off I'll hit you deep yeah totally and he's fast enough to get by defenders and he's made plays underneath too so we'll see I mean he's even returning kicks well and you don't expect him to be needed there but yep. maybe there's a world in which he goes back there so We'll see. We'll All see right. what he does. On the tight ends, um, uh, for the most part, what we expected here, um, mm-hmm. the big difference here is that it sounds like Greg Dulcich is going on short-term IR. Yep. Uh, and so Eric Tomlinson, it's all good. We're all good. <laughs> uh, you know, I had a, a, a little sad moment today when I thought he was cut for a second. It sounds like he'll be back. Uh, he'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, that's the plan. I mean, it is. A little bit nerve-wracking just because it's the same thing with Mike Purcell where they say, you guys don't have to go through waivers. Nobody can claim you. We're going to cut you today. We'll give you your deal back tomorrow. You need trust on both sides for something like that to work, but I'm nobody's breaking the bank for Eric Tomlinson, you, would, you wouldn't think. Mm-mm. You know, when it comes to Mike Purcell, you've got a handful of nose tackles who got cut today. Um, guys who I'm actually kind of interested in, but you would think that that works out just fine. So yeah, get Dulcich and probably Michael OJ Moody to tomorrow, put them on uh, the short-term IR and then bring those two back. There you go. And then finally on the offensive line, anything that surprised you there? I mean, I guess the big one would be Natani Muti being waived. That's a wild one. That's, uh, you know, especially with, I believe Cam Fleming still on the roster. That seems backwards to me. Mm-hmm. That The I'm, chat is really upset about that one. Yeah. What's interesting is there was hype around Moody from the coaching staff. Oh, totally. Um, but 
looking back on it, it's kind of OJ Mudia-esque where a lot of that hype was coming from OTAs mm-hmm. and it didn't carry over very well to uh, to training camp. Not that Moody was bad by any stretch of the mind from what I saw. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't as much like if you remember our conversations early in camp, which um, I think I'm going to get a pizza bet off of Zach for the uh, starting offensive line as long as Billy Turner starts. Nice. But it was like, are those going to be the guards or is someone going to come in and steal a spot? And Moody was the number one candidate totally. to steal a spot. Didn't work out. He wasn't made for this scheme. And so you could have easily written this off as that if they hadn't said what a great job he was doing yeah. in the scheme to start. Well, and then the other piece, so he's rotating in with the starters early on. But I think it was even like the third day of camp. They said like, oh, there was this little knee flare up thing. We're not too worried about it. We're going to keep going. And then about halfway through camp, I guess it would have been toward the end of camp, but two weeks ago or so, uh, he he leaves with the knee injury and hasn't been on the field since. And so that had to have played a role, I would think. Uh, maybe, I, I think it was a knee that he had in college that was the big concern when he was coming out. That's why he fell to the fifth round in the first place. But do they have long-term concerns about his health? That you would think is the, the, the reason? Well, that Otherwise, was always the concern with him, right? Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, like he's, he's 23. He's played some decent football. There's a lot to like. And offensive linemen are hard to find. I bet you he makes it to the practice squad. Uh, that's the one where I, I I think he gets claimed. I mean, if he did, I wouldn't be shocked. But I'm also just I I I'm like um, practice squad until proven claimed. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's that's how I'm approaching everything. That is fair. Anything else on the OL that you want to talk about? Cam Fleming getting through surprising. Um, just doesn't. I mean, he was a late addition. Uh, you would assume he's probably holding that roster spot till Tom Compton comes off the pup, pup list. Yep. Um, or even until tomorrow if they make a, a move. I guess it wouldn't be Leatherwood tomorrow, but there's some options. Alec Lindstrom, the center who got a lot of hype coming out of Boston College. Boston College, yeah. He's, he's on waivers. They already have centers, but would you be more interested there? Maybe. But that I didn't think he'd get through. Okay. All right. Um, big news. Big, big news. DNVR bar grand opening 2.0. Oh boy. Um, it's Friday, September 9th. So not this Friday, not this coming Friday, but next Friday is when we're doing the grand opening. We couldn't be more excited. Uh, the TVs are in. Oh baby. Are the TVs in? Um, if you go over to the DNVR, um, Twitter account right now, you can see our little teaser video. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you go over to the DNVR Twitter account (laughs) or, insta or Facebook. all social accounts just go over to twitter go to twitter a lot of people don't have twitter they need to work on that yeah um <laughs> but if you go over to a dnvr social account right now namely twitter uh you can see a little teaser that gives you a, a, just a quick idea of like how many more tvs are going in this bar which is my that's what i'm most excited about like mm-hmm. um let's just say like you're you're watching the morning slate of games at dnvr <sighs> like there are certain places in the bar where you could watch every game without turning your head. It's wild. And so, that's the way it's supposed to be. And that is the way it's supposed to be. It's going to be like a sports book. It's going to be like a sports, like, I don't even know. I said like a Thunderdome of TVs. There's just so wow. many TVs. I'm so excited. And there's a lot more, of course. A lot of people in the comments are saying they don't have Twitter. So 
you know, I feel justified. <laughs> if you guys you are Twitter, justified, they aren't justified. <laughs> yeah. Get I just Twitter. want to make sure you can get all of this information, see all these tweets on all social platforms. That way, in case you don't have one or the other, you can see it. Also, everyone that I know that complains about Twitter complains about like pol- political Twitter. Oh, boy. Which I just avoid <laughs> the, the, entirely. Yeah. So I love Twitter. Wow. There's a bunch of people without Twitter. Yeah. yeah but uh, that's your problem, not mine. Um. I am disappointed. Not disappointed. We have that Madden draft on Saturday. Sunday. Oh, that's Sunday? I'm pretty sure it's Sunday. Oh, let's go. Wait, I can't, I can't confirm No, I think it, it is. I think it's it is. Fourth. It's the fourth. That is Sunday. Oh, my goodness. Saturday is going to be incredible. There we go. Oh, I don't think we're going to get the Montana game on ESPN. I'll bring my computer, plug that in. Boom. There's another TV in the bar. Jake and Justin are going to be hanging out watching. All right, it's going to be a party. Uh, we got some people asking, okay, can we watch the CU game? Why don't you give the whole spiel? Yeah, I will give the All whole right. spiel. So, yeah, spiel it up. <clears throat> here's how it's going to work. The grand opening is next Friday, but that is not the only opening. Uh, we are <laughs> basically, uh, I'll just give you guys full transparency, like, we want to give our staff a chance to work their way in before we throw at them all the people that we expect to yep. come on that Friday. So, we are open for the CU game this Friday, um, though... I would recommend you go to Boulder. I would accept you not going to Boulder if you came here to the DNVR yep. bar. Um, so you, those people that come to that will be the first, we'll, we'll have the first look. Um, yep. We're opening at five o'clock on Friday. So come check that out. Um, and then we will be open till the game ends and people want to go home. Saturday morning, again, mm-hmm. um, CSU in Michigan, I believe, kicks off the Saturday morning slate. Oh, really? Isn't that exactly what happened in the NCAA tournament? It, CSU yeah. in Michigan kicked off the morning I slate. I bet the same thing will happen, too. I bet it will. <laughs> um, so there you go. CSU in, in Michigan kicking up off the Saturday morning slate. So we'll be open for that for you CSU fans. Um, and then we'll be open for the rest of the day uh, for the college football slate. So... Um, Limited menu, mm-hmm. um, just trying to like get people, you know, get their feet under them in the bar. Do you know what's on the limited menu? No. I do. What's the best thing? I can't. I can't say. No, not even one. I can't say. Oh, I want to know the what nachos, I'm eating all day. But I'm not. Even, I won't give any oh. more information about them. I like that tease. Um, uh, while I'm there, I'm going to be uh, betting a lot on DraftKings Sportsbook. Wait, can I just finish? Oh, there's more. Next Thursday would be oh, your next goodness. chance to come out. Um, which is going to be the NFL season opener. Mm-hmm. So we'll be open for that. And then grand opening on Friday. Like, if you've if you got to pick one, come to the grand opening next Friday. Uh, it's going to be absolutely electric. For the people on YouTube, I'm showing them the tweet since a lot of people don't have Twitter. There you go. Mm. If you had Twitter, you'd know. It's so true. Um, um, but while go. I'm there, going to be betting on DraftKings Sportsbook. That's the best part of college football. That's why I'm interested in college football is because of the betting. Wow. Like that's that's what gets me out of bed on Saturdays is knowing I'm about to make a bunch of money. There are people who claim the first six weeks of college football are the most profitable time in sports. Maybe those are the experts. They are experts. To me, I'm, there's a lot of guessing going on. Yep. It is wild how much things change every year in college football. They really do. Where it's just like, I don't even know who's on what team. It's like, star quarterback's gone. That team sucks now. It's crazy. But yeah, so many bets to be made. I've got so much money in my bank account from all these preseason games. That's where you can really make money. Preseason football. It's it's unbelievable. But 
it is over, and I'm sure we'll be able to continue that success. Uh, DraftKings is so much fun. They've got all sorts of awesome specials. I'm sure there'll be a bunch of boosts on Saturdays, a parlay boost. They'll have just like a live bet boost again, probably. It's awesome stuff. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR. You'll get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports main partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus issued is free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Money line bets only. Deposits and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. There we go. Uh, also, Broncos are back, which means Broncos country pale ale season is back. And it's easily the best, the most well-branded uh, can in all of beer. That is true. Uh, like you get the old school D on there, the mm-hmm. orange, the blue. It looks Royal so beautiful. Uh, and it tastes as good as it looks. Uh, so go to the Breck Brew locator to find out where you can find the nearest Broncos Country Pale Ale to you. Um, or you can come to a DNVR tailgate where we serve it as well. Uh, so going to be awesome. Also... It's time. Uh, we have our official member pricing ready to go for oh, uh, for um, members. So DNVR members, we, we talked about this. We kind of figured out what the best thing to do is, and we wanted to make sure that DNVR members are getting a much mm-hmm. better deal than anyone else when yep. it comes to the tailgate. So um, entry is $25, um, or you can do entry plus all of your food and all of your drinks for $50, um, oh, yeah. which is like with a full bar. Um, so we're stepping up the bar game where you're not like just what's in the tub. You can order whatever you want, um, which is going to be awesome. Also DJ. Also, we've got the TV set up. We've got more coming for the regular season. If you came to a preseason tailgate, it's not even the full, uh, experience. Um, and just so you know, for DNVR members, you are getting a significant discount compared to everyone else, which is 45 and 75. So 25 and 50 versus 45 and 75. You go to three tailgates this year. You're more than paying for your DNVR subscription. Uh, that's going to be so fun. So there you I'm go. I'm so hyped for all those. Me too. It is a shame I can't just keep drinking heavily at them, but I'll live. That is a shame. It is. That is. But, you know, whatever. We'll have to drink heavily at Buffs games. Mm, that's my plan Friday. Starting at 1230. Let's go. That's what we so heard. don't have tickets? No. I know a place where you can get them. Oh, yeah? That's for another ad another okay. time. Later on. Um, okay. Let's go to the defense. We'll start on the defensive line. Where's the surprise? Um, McTelvin Ajim. Yep. And is it a surprise? Probably. I mean, that, that last game was so good. I thought he did enough. He was so good in that game. I mean, two forced fumbles, the sack, two pass breakups. Like that, you can't really beat that from an interior lineman. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, if and obviously coaches just say things to guys all the time to motivate mm-hmm. them. But if you if you're a coach and you tell that guy like, "Hey, go have the game of your life," and you know you got a chance to earn yourself a roster spot, and then you just like go do it, and then you don't get a roster spot. That's kind of a, that's a bummer. Yep, he's another one I worry about getting onto the onto the uh, practice squad. There's there's a bunch of like big defensive linemen who got cut. Like the 330, 350 uh-huh. pound Tyler Shelvin, those guys. But there aren't a lot of the pass rushing types. And it's a weird thing where when when you go to the draft, that's the, that's what you want. It's like, oh, it's all about the interior pass rush. But then you wind up with 
this room that's stacked with those guys. Even DJ Jones is, is sort of that. Obviously, Draymond. I think Uazurike is like a nose tackle, but kind of a rushing nose tackle. Mm-hmm. Hennings in has looked best when he's getting the quarterback. And so when you have McTelvin Ajim, it's just tough to to find a place for him on, on the roster in that room. I think you, you said it perfectly. With that being said, I would not have been able to cut a guy who played that good of football the I other know. day. Like, that's tough. I hope they get him to the practice squad. Um, he also is not a George Payton draft pick. I had to, like, double-check my memory mm-hmm. on that. Um, and I think it's, it doesn't matter unless it matters at the very end. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, if it's down to you and it's a tie, like, tie goes to the younger guy who was drafted by the current GM. Yep. And and that's just the way it goes. I mean, Matt Henningsen kind of just played uh, Ajim off the roster. Yep. You know, if they thought they could get Henningsen through to the practice squad, that'd be the move. Yep. Or if they thought Ajim was significantly better than Henningsen. Yep. It's just tough now. I do think that there is a chance they try to add a veteran defensive lineman. Just, just one more big run stuffer or something. I think that you probably want a veteran on the practice squad. Maybe that is a gene even mm-hmm. just because you're, you're banking on a rookie playing in games right now between Henningsen and Uazurike just because of the numbers. And that's kind of a bold situation to be in. And you're one injury away from really needing some help there. I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Mike Purcell also, we thought we kind of thought he was going through, especially when he didn't play in the last preseason game, but we talked about it. He'll he'll be back tomorrow. He'll be back tomorrow. Yep. But it is, I mean, it, it, I, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, the next one, the outside linebackers. This, I think, is the biggest upset of the entire roster, and that's Aaron Patrick. Yeah. Well, and I, I wrote in my game grades. I finished off the Aaron Patrick section. I can't remember what I he'll he'll have a spot on the practice squad if his special teams don't get him onto the active roster. Mm. And it felt crazy just picking him to get onto the active roster, but he was really really good throughout the preseason. And it just kind of went under the radar, but that last game in particular, you know, I think he had I can't remember. Pro Football Focus graded him out really well. He also uh I mean there was one play where the running backs like trying to get to the edge around him. And you're like, "Okay, this guy's massive." He's about to turn the corner on him, and and he just chases him all the way to the boundary. There's another one where he knocks an offensive lineman backward and, and makes a tackle at the line of scrimmage. He drew the holding down by the red zone that yep. knocked him back so DeLaron Turner Yell could get the sack. He's had a really, really good preseason, and he's still, I think he's 25, and he, he plays is. special teams too. Yep. Uh, two years of experience, and I think the traits, the yep. physical traits – combined with production, kind of like what you mentioned with uh, Jalen Virgil, yeah, is enough to excite you. You know, 6'4", 245, and he moves around out there. You know, this is a silly mm-hmm. thing to say, but he wears 94. If you put him in 44, I think you would notice how, how well he moves a little bit better. You know, like 94, totally. you look like a defensive lineman. 44, you look like a linebacker. And... He kind of moves around like a linebacker wearing mm-hmm. a defensive lineman's number. Now, of course, he's playing outside linebacker, but it yep. it's, it, it almost I don't know it it frames the way you look at players based on the number they wear. I think, and he can really move around, and his size also makes him look like he could be an undersized defensive lineman. Totally, and you know he's quick, um, he was explosive, and I I don't know if anyone was saying he's gonna make the roster, but good for him, man. 
And yeah, and I mean, just so cut up too. Like that is, he's in incredible shape. Yep. Like he's one you look at and just say like, wow, you do look like a professional athlete. And now it's just getting the football skills together. And then that leads to the spot that was opened for him, which of course is Malik Reed. And this is another mm-hmm. one um, that I'm sure Numbies has all sorts of comments on his Twitter about. Uh, a lot of people yep. upset over this one. And I think this one, you have far more ground to stand on as a Broncos fan if you're mad about this trade um, than you are about them letting go of Kendall Hinton. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, just because of the production. Production. Like, it's easy to look back and see what he did. At the same time, though, like, it's similar to Kendall Hinton in some ways where you say, like, oh, you had eight and a half sacks that season? Well, I mean, you were also out there playing as an edge rusher for however many snaps. That's a lot of sacks, dude. Yeah, it's like, solid. I don't care how many snaps you get. Like, it's not star level production, but it is uh, a way above average. Yeah, I mean, above average. Above average. It, 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 there's there's stuff like that that you like. You know, he's not great against the run game, um, but more than anything, like he's just stuck. Like yes. we, I mean, we we knew from the beginning of camp something's got to give at this. Position. Exactly yeah. before camp, we were even saying like, if somebody gets traded, it's going to be Malik Reed. Why? Because you have Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb to start. Then you have uh, Baron Browning. You have Nick Benito. You have Jonathan Cooper. You have all these guys right there. And there's one that really makes sense going into the last year of his contract, just to try to recoup something for. Yeah, for sure. And and what's exciting. I guess from a Broncos standpoint is it's another undrafted free agent that you now turn into a sixth round pick. Um, Mm -hmm. You were able to do it last year with Trinity Benson, or was that a fifth? That was a fifth. You were able to turn him into a fifth. I can't even remember the name of the corner who was on the roster briefly. Then they traded him to the Eagles for a sixth or seventh. Um, No, he was a seventh round draft pick. They traded for a sixth. I can't. It's like a K. I want to say there was a hyphenation in there. Carrie Vincent. Okay, yeah, that's yep. correct. Carrie Vincent. Um, so, uh, you know, it's it's a good job. Obviously, he he you know he's been on the roster a lot longer than those other two guys I just mentioned. But you're upping the value. Um, I would say you'd like to get more. The problem is, you could, everyone around the league could say that about every trade. Like eventually, it's like, yep. do you want to trade this guy for something, or do you want nothing? Um, mm-hmm. And the Broncos decided to go for something. Yeah, and. You know, when it first happened, I thought it was easy to say, like, well, you're, you're, it's either you keep Jonathan Cooper and you turn a seventh to a sixth, or you keep Malik Reed. And to me, like, I might just take Jonathan Cooper in a vacuum. I think they probably would too. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't have made this move. Right. Um, and that's something that George Payton said, like, yeah, we could have traded more players, but we want to win now. Like, we want to win this season, so we're not just worried about draft picks. So there's that. It's the Aaron Patrick part that really, it's it's not what you'd expect. It's not what you'd expect. And I think that's just them saying, like, we like our depth so much that we're willing to take a flyer Mm -hmm. on this guy just for his physical traits. Totally. I think that that's totally right. I'm trying to figure out how many, uh, where those eight sacks ranked. I'm struggling to find it. I think... uh, Oh, tied for 33rd through 39th in the NFL. It's pretty good. I mean, there's 60 of those guys on the field. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's it's solid. Yeah. It's yeah. solid. It's you went in like, there, you did the thing. I guess my point was like, it's a it's far above like getting cut. 
Totally. In my opinion. And uh, yeah, and he's just like uh you have you have a safety blanket there. I mean it right now you have to say like okay, if somebody gets hurt, we need Baron Browning to go give us really good snaps and probably rotate, give those third downs to Nick Benito on the edge and have him step in there too. So it's it's risky and it feels a lot riskier right now than it does two weeks ago when you say like, yeah, obviously if you can trade Malik Reed, that's perfect. That's what you should absolutely do. Uh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um what was I gonna say? Oh, Nick Benito eleven. You were at the facility today, like were you asking the hard hitting questions? Is Nick Benito getting number eleven now that Josh Johnson's oh. out? Nobody asked. Nobody um, asked. I mean, sometimes I I feel like I need to put on you know I know put on my press pass and get something done around there. We'll have to go ask him tomorrow. I tagged him on Twitter. Like I, I almost never tag players. I know. I liked so. it, but it's an important one. It is. Like I need to make sure he sees it. Everyone, go retweet me or respond underneath my tweet tagging Nick Benito, just being like, hey, just making sure you're seeing this. Like eleven is open um you know let's let's uh let's take care of business here he is really active on twitter like i mean if if you tag him he's a good it. chance he sees he it. i i'm confident in saying he saw that tweet so let's make sure that we just like keep bumping that into his timeline the problem is like <laughs> it's not that he cares so like mm-hmm. he doesn't care about the number so he might not do it just because he's like i don't feel like doing that but we need to make him care that's it. that the onus is on us and we're doing it for his own good. Like, his chances of being a star skyrocket if he goes from 42 to 11. It's crazy. But, yeah, I mean, it's totally true. If you're number 11, people remember watching you. 100%. And, you know, the new long snapper that Zach wants him to bring in um, can wear 42. I know. He's still on the roster. Bogomar is. is still on the roster. He is, despite having the worst play of the preseason. And my thought was... he might. What if he sabotaged Sam Martin? I... I mean, the coaches know what happened there. Like, the coaches are going to be like, well, he did have that touchback. You know, but, they, they're like, no. He, but they're not recalculating all the stats. Like, they might just look at, the, like, the body of work of the whole, and they're just like, yep, there it is. I mean, when the 15 of them are sitting in that room, I think somebody's going to say, you know, we really can't put that one on saying. Yeah, you certainly can't. And really, I mean, what helps, it would help that average, too. It was like a 50-yard punt, I think, instead of like a 44-yarder. So that's that number would actually the, go up, and they probably think like, "Well, we take one touchback away, give them one more inside the 20. Wow, maybe a punter that's like in the Ray Guy conversation should just have like one of their teammates catch a ball uh, at the 19 yard line and just run it all the way into the end zone. <laughs> it's so dumb that that's how that works. Yeah, it really. It's is. so dumb. Like you should. It's a toe tap. It's like a catch. Right. If you get two Once, feet down, you yes, should be good. I completely agree. It's so stupid. Um. Okay, inside linebacker, no surprises. No, Justin Sternod makes it. I think we were probably there yep. at this point. Excited for him. Great dude. Um, if this were like hard knocks, I feel like he would have had like the the bubble story. And mm. like this would be like a feel-good story for everyone. Like, oh, hell yeah, he made it. It's possible. Like, because think of like the, the storylines. Like, oh, Joe Schober gets brought in. and like That is true. He's like, you know, there's like a scene of him like that talking to like Alex Singleton. He's like, shit, dude, I'm, I might be in trouble. Uh, yeah, And okay. then he ends up making the roster. It like, could be. It definitely could be. And, and to his credit, I feel like he got better at what he's good at, which mm-hmm. is pass coverage. Uh, and he got better at what he's bad at, which is, which is defending the run. Um, there's a lot of work to be done defending the run for yeah. sure. And even in coverage too. Like yes, the thing is right now, like he's like solid in coverage 
and he's like getting to solid against the run. Like mm-hmm. you need him to actually be if you're gonna put him on the field, he needs to be good at coverage. Yep. Like you need to be able to say, like, line up against somebody and cover him, not like, yeah, it gives us a probably a better chance than Josie Jewell. Yes. You know? And so that's that that's where I think you really need to improve. Yeah. Yep. Like be able to be like a real dime linebacker. Absolutely. Uh, and then finally defensive backs. Uh surprises? Um not really um i thought i thought Usain bassey could be done just based on what we've seen i think keeping Fayon on hicks might have made more sense in the long run you'd be really young though especially with oju moody is starting out on the ir um george payton did say today that just because hicks is starting on the practice squad a little assumption there that they're going to get him through but that doesn't mean he's not going to be called up for week one just because whatever happens i love that uh george payton operates like i do everyone's going through uh, <laughs> yeah until further notice i um, do think that that's a spot where like if they add a player i think it's offensive line or cornerback through these waivers Tariq castro fields from penn state he got waived today i'd be tempted to throw a claim in on him all right um quick breakdown um two quarterbacks three running backs six wide receivers four tight ends nine offensive linemen that adds mm-hmm. up to 5, 11, um, 5, oh, 11, 15, 24 on offense, mm-hmm. which leaves three on special teams. That's 27. Uh, and then the rest would be, let's see, how many is that, Henry? 26. There yep. it is. 26 on defense. 24, 3, 26. Um, we, every time we had made a roster, it was 25, 25, three. We acknowledged when we did that, eh, it usually leans one towards the defense at least. Uh, and that's the way it ended up shaking out. Yeah. Josh Jackson got cut today too. Josh Jackson. He was Iowa, I think. Oh I, yeah. He was good and Madden for me one time. Oh, okay. <laughs> He'd be another one you look at. Yep. Anyone else? Um, I don't. I think those are, I mean, that's where I would go is probably just with, uh, uh, whatever I said, Tariq Castro fields. So you mentioned, uh, that you are going to the buffs game Yep. on Friday Yep. and you need tickets. I do. I have an app for you that legitimately I have been using for years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say the first time I used this was when Allie and I went to the Avs Predators game in Nashville, and I I fell in love then, and I've been using it uh, every single time I need tickets since, and it's the Game Time app. Um, It is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports and shows. And again, like to me, every time I look, you're getting fantastic deals on game time. And it's kind of one of those things, the longer you wait, the better it gets. Like, mm-hmm. And they're giving you fantastic deals on fantastic tickets. Um, so you got to buy tickets through the link in the description on our website. That actually helps us out a lot. I, I want to, I can't stress that enough. Don't just, you know, download the app and go through there, go through the link uh, on the notes uh, page or the description of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, get your tickets like you'll pop on there right now in fact let's just do it let's pop on to game time right now and see what tickets are looking like uh, starts at 56 i always use like the all-in pricing what is that it oh, just includes so the, fees. See, see the yeah. fees so it's yeah. less before fees there you go i mean i'm about to share the screen for all the youtube viewers 
you're gonna watch the show while watching the show real quick as i get to that link oh wow that's gonna be showception well youtube oh, oh boy gosh this oh is... i don't that's not good it was, it this, was one second Jesus. this might send people into a spiral mm-hmm. all right you see it's right there there you go oh she's showing you exactly where to find it uh so there you go use the game time app get up to 60 percent oh, off when you wait, if you're like me, you procrastinate. Yep. You wait until the very last seconds to get tickets to, or to do anything, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Game Time is the perfect app for you. So, again, please use that link in the description to download the Game Time app to get your tickets um, to the Buffs game, the Broncos game, whatever you're doing. Use Game Time for it. It is a fantastic experience. Yeah. It's what I've always used, too, at least for the last like couple of years or so. I don't, I don't even remember why I started, but it has been kind of the only one. Um, I just think it's because the user the user interface is awesome. Like, customer experience is the awesome. Um, the map is great. Yep. It, sometimes, Allie, remember when we got tickets to uh, an Avs game and it was just like random like flash deal? We yep. got uh, first level tickets for like mm-hmm. 45 bucks or something. It's almost every time I log on, there's always something. Maybe that's just because it's Avs and Nuggets and they're trying to get rid of them. Because that's the thing is they sell them right before the game. But um, yeah, might as well uh, talk about our friends over at DMVR Rugby, the American Raptors. Uh, Give me two seconds. I'm showing them oh, okay. the, how you can. This, this is the view of where your t- tickets are. So it makes it really convenient. A lot of other apps don't have that. Yeah, it's super interactive. There you go. All right. There we go. Um, yeah, American Raptors. Don't need to use game time for them because you can go to the website and get free tickets. That's true. It's uh, even even a better deal, which is kind of crazy to think about, but it's free. Can't beat that. Um, there's uh, all, 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 It's rugby. I mean, it's fun. They, they bring in a bunch of athletes who played other sports, teach them how to play rugby. They train in Glendale at the same facility as the U.S. national team. They're trying to get better athletes into rugby here because all the best – like all the people who would play football in other countries, they all just play rugby there. And so you need like the top American athletes here. So that's the idea. And like I said, you can go over to the America or infinitypark.com and you can get uh, the, the free tickets to go see the American Raptors. Boom. And also another reminder about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Football season's back. There's so, so many great uh, mm-hmm. things going on at DraftKings Sportsbook. Like every week they're coming to you with even better and better deals. Um, so get over there. Check out the lines for college football this week. Uh, of course, we've been telling you over and over again to get on that Broncos line before it gets over a touchdown, which it's creeping towards. Speaking of creeping towards, the Buffs line has gone all the way up to 14. It's opened at 6.5. So a lot of value on the Buffs, or you know, uh, mm-hmm. you could fade them if you want, depending on which side of the uh, the state you're coming from. I'm having a down buffs day, if I'm being honest. Aww. Which means, like, by Friday I'll be back up again. But that 14 points, I'm like, yeah, that's starting to scare me like it didn't yesterday. There you go. Um, so there you go. Uh, there is what, – what was the promotion that you mentioned again at the, at the beginning of the show? If you bet two – or if you bet $5, you get $200 in free bets. Oh, I thought there was a different one. No, I thought that was the one. Okay. Well, yeah. You There you go. Uh, <laughs> use promo code DNVR to get $200 in free bets yep. 
instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an officially, official betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Remember to use that code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right. Uh, do we have any super chats? Yes, we have one. Okay, let's hear it. But we have a, a one super chat and then one really good question. Great. Oh, okay. We love All a good right. question. Um, Bryce said, listening while working out, could not miss the best Broncos podcast after cut day. Good work, fellas. Any depth trades you could be looking at? I mean, Henry's uh, got the ride coming later tonight. Yep. Um, any, any, anything you want to preview from there? I mean, you've mentioned a couple players that you wanted to look at. I think Leatherwood um, is the one that I'm most intrigued by. I'd also love the, you know, chip on the shoulder cut by the Raiders guy. Like, worked mm-hmm. out for worked out well for uh, Shelby Harris. Yeah. Ch- Jared Davis from the Lions. Ooh. He would be a fun one. Little uh, speedy-ish linebacker. Yep. The problem is all these guys have flaws, but, like, yes, Kingsley Kiki, cut. exactly. The defensive lineman from the Packers started a bunch of games up there. Yeah. They're really deep. He'd be good. Oh, they also uh, Kiki QT. A lot of Kikis out there. Yeah, double. That's what made me think of it as the other. Do Kiki. you love me? You know, like he he's on waivers. That'd be a good one. I don't. Oh yeah, it's Drake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Quincy Roche, probably no room for him. The edge rusher from Miami, who's going to his second season. Yeah, there I was, was thinking some thinking pe- of Isaac Roche, who is uh, famous on TikTok. He was a. Uh, he was kind of the Nick Benito of last year. Just like crazy burst off the edge, coming out of Miami. But obviously things didn't work out. There isn't much room for him, but he'd be no. fun. All right, let's jump into the comments. We have one more. From oh, Allie. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> no, Aaron here said, if it takes 13 Zacks to stop a wide receiver, and it takes one RK and one Henry to equal one Zach, does it take 26 total RK Henrys to stop a wide receiver? A little math problem here. No, that's not how this works. <laughs> um, we need Not only do we need Henry and I and Allie and the comments to make sure we take care of all the things that, uh, that, that, that Zach usually helps us with, not necessarily does everything, but at least reminds us that it needs to be done. Um, that does not apply to stopping wide receivers. Yeah, it is kind of crazy. Like, like you realize on days where he's not here how much he does, where like he sends the headline, and you're just like, you don't have to do that because you're not on the show. But wow, you do do that, don't you? Yeah. Like he sends the the ads and all that. It's like, oh yeah, he's the most organized person I've ever met in my life. It's crazy, and it is so such a blessing for me i know it's incredible because i'm not organized yeah um and i i'm getting better with age mm-hmm. you just like i would agree with that you are getting better you just like naturally become more organized huh. I don't, we're still I waiting you, for that to happen for henry yeah oh. you don't it, you don't really have a choice i think you just like have to um but zach like from day one i was like oh my god i'm so happy to have this guy on my side because he hit like his strengths are my weaknesses. I hope he's not listening to us be so nice to him. It's true. I'm it's waiting on a formal apology. Um, all right. Now we'll jump into the comment section on the DMDR.com from Melbourne Bronco. My boys, following up on yesterday's triple 10 sack statement, it can be done. He only has to go back <laughs> 10 years. In 2013, <laughs> Bills, Mario Williams, Kyle Williams, and Jerry Hughes had, had pulled it off for only the 20th time 
since the sack became an official statistic in 1982. In 2014, Mario Williams, Marcel Darius, and Jerry Hughes did it again. Wow. Who knows? It is possible. And has Zach apologized yet? Cheers. No, he hasn't. No, he needs to do that. I... Should we page him in? Nah, let's get him tomorrow. Yeah. Um. So Mario Williams, once considered a bust, part of the two greatest sack trios of all time. That's kind of crazy. I feel like there was another guy who I get confused with him. Was there another? Oh, Mario Edwards got cut today. Oh, okay. That's who it was. There Obviously not Mario Williams. He's Mario old. Williams was the one who was drafted ahead of Reggie Bush. Actually, oh, two Marios cut today. Also Mario Goodrich. Dang. Tough, Tough day, day for, for Marios. Marios and Kikis. <laughs> and Kikis, yep. Um, Mike1809 says, Fellas, been way too long since I've commented, but I'm listening every day. Thank you. I've got a baby girl due any day now, and I cannot wait to dress her oh up in goodness. loads of Broncos swag that we got her. That's awesome. We also have an Av Stanley Cup champions bib, which is just fantastic. Here's hoping that she's a good luck charm for the Broncos, Avs, and Nuggets for years to come. Congratulations, and uh, good luck with everything. Congratulations. Yeah, That's amazing. Congrats on the baby. <laughs> oh, wow. Don't disturb the baby. Ooh, um, the baby is not born yet. You can still disturb it. No, I oh. think it, babies like to hear things. Okay. Yeah. Comments from, well, I guess it's only like three hours ago. Never mind. The problem Probably is still we, not born. We can never ask babies inside the womb if they like hearing noises. That it's reminds be a tough me, interview. That is true. I watched the craziest movie last night. Uh oh. It's called Old. Have you heard of it? No. It's where these people get trapped on a beach, but time moves It's like every half hour is a year. Oh. It's messed up. And having a baby reminded me of that. Damn. I won't half. do spoilers, but that's a it's a wild movie. So six hours is 12 years? Yeah. So what's the goal? They have to get off the island so they stop aging so quickly? Well, I mean, that's the goal for them, yeah. They really, <laughs> they really hate it there. Do they consider just swimming away? Like, I don't want to give too much away, but yes, they do. I'm just saying, like, where does the force field end, you know? It's uh, it's actually, when I first saw it, I was like, well, this is, this is kind of dumb. They should just leave. But then they actually justify how that works and why they can't leave pretty well nature-wise. Again, I don't right. want to give too much away. I think I'd rather die from a shark attack than just like watching myself wilt away on the beach. Wow. I had never thought of that one. Um, if I've got to die today, I at least want people to be like, man, he was so young. That is true. Shark attacks are such a cool way to go. <laughs> yeah. I guess that too. Shark attacks are like, cool. Yeah, he's 85. He lived a good life. They're like, what? He was 30 yesterday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a wild movie. Um, all right. Broncos RB question for y'all. He says, I've done a bunch of the best ball drafts over the summer. I don't know what that is. And can't get over oh. the difference in average draft position between Javante and Melvin. Javante has been going right around pick 20 or so right at the end of the second. Melvin, meanwhile, has been going around pick 110. 90 picks later in the 10th or 11th round. Other running backs going in the same range as Melvin. Cordell Patterson. Daryl Henderson, Rashad White, Kenneth Gainwell. So I've been picking up a ton of Melvin as a great way to get cheap exposure in what should be a great running game and take advantage of the pass-catching chops of Melvin. I get that Javante is a starter, but the crazy miss price for Melvin, right? Yeah. Yep. First of all, best ball's crazy popular right now. Okay, explain. Basically, you just do the draft and then that's it. And so just whoever your best players are, are all season is just who goes. So you have depth or no? You, your team is just your team, and you, oh, you don't yeah. make any moves. No moves at all. Like, you just draft a team, and it's like, oh, 
this week this guy was really good you get his score oh so your best scores play no matter what yeah oh that's so much better yeah because you don't have to think about it all season oh if anyone wants me to sign up for one of those i'll do it <laughs> i know all you have to do is draft <laughs> yeah yep. and just tune in at the end of the year to see if you're actually any good but yeah i mean melvin wow. being that much later is kind of crazy i have a new answer for anyone who wants me to be in their fantasy league <laughs> is it best ball it's best ball <laughs> yeah no uh, sorry i only do best ball exactly speaking of best ball dnvr scramble i believe there's one foursome remaining so Ooh. get in on it i also think like touch wood the thought has always been like, oh, you know, if Javante or Melvin goes down, the other one's going to put up big numbers. That's a big touch wood. But I think Mike Boone yep. steps up, and it's still split almost pretty similarly. I love pro Mike Boone takes. Um, the Chad, my boys, two things. First, we need a rehash of the great punter debate of 2022 following Zach's tweet today. I agree. <laughs> Second, now that we're through all the offseason things and the roster is trimmed down, does this team pass the sniff test? Are they as good as they look on paper? The only way we'll know is by week three when they get tested for the first time. That's the reasonable take. I kind of, I mean, yeah, that it's the truth. I think that what you expect to see is they go out and beat Seattle by 10 points or more, beat up on Houston a little bit. But I do think that just looking through the roster, there's a lot to like. Like, and obviously top line talent is what it is but it's when you look through the depth it's like okay maybe just a little bit shallow at receiver um but graham glasgow on the bench that's a great situation yep he's he's looked really good um the tight ends the depth is good like top end who knows but the depth is good same thing with the edge rushers um same thing with the the secondary so i do think that they're uh, I, I think that it's a really solid team and the depth is what stands out okay um yeah i gotta wait until week three i won't know but mm -hmm. also have you seen this um thursday night football promo that's running right now with the fake balls yeah what's going on there what are they trying to do um somebody said it's a lot like ihob remember ihob yep yep international um, house of burgers yeah i guess it worked because Ex i remember exactly it. and then for like a week they're like yeah ihop is now just now it's, we want emphasize burgers we're ihop now but that was like funny it was one it was funny i thought yeah. two it was semi-believable exactly that's the thing like different footballs for thursday night football not even like different colors like different colors might have been believable totally different shape is not believable in any way just small thin football yeah like, yeah it's not believable there were a surprising number of people believing it though that's the people who spilled over from facebook <laughs> it was the facebook people <laughs> yeah but i mean you see I, I don't know they'll do this thing and create some drama but a different color ball would have been the way to go just something that's semi-believable yep although i'm in for um if they want to change the balls for thursday night football i am not <laughs> i don't want to see that you imagine like someone throws for like 900 yards and they're like yep he's got the record and everyone's exactly. like, wait hold on the ball goes twice as far and flies <laughs> twice as fast i mean think about this the nba at one point was just like if you shoot from back there it's worth three points now and everyone was like cool and it changed everything if you play on thursdays you get to yeah, throw with this little ball it's, i don't it's know basically I the same know. thing yeah uh big hang stand says be totally honest. Did you foresee the Malik trade in the works? How much of the deal was known in the media prior to the move? Is Peyton's lock and key impenetrable? Okay, so did we see it coming? Only in the sense that we talked about it over and over again. Like when you look at the roster, it's, it's a thing that makes sense to do. Yes. Like you're like, you either trade him or Jonathan Cooper. At the same time, um, George Payton has a, has a history of trading guys like 
late in um, the process of the off season mm-hmm. for late round draft picks. Totally. And exact and that part of it makes sense. Do we hear anything? I didn't. Maybe Zach did. Numbies for sure was on it. Numbies is probably all over it. Just like he was on the punter stuff after having the opposite take. That is true. That is true. All right. Um, also, who on the staff is currently scouring the other team's practice squad rosters for possible pilfers? Um, how does that job get done? Mr. Numbies, did you ever do that for the Browns when you worked for them? Love, Stanny McStanderson. Um, that would be the pro scouts who are in charge of doing this stuff right now. Also, maybe mm-hmm. some college scouts yeah. in terms of uh, undrafted free agents who could be hitting the market. Mm-hmm. Numbies was definitely not doing that for the Browns. No, he was not. But they were asked about that today. It's basically all of them. And But but those guys kind of leading the way. That's there's, a big job, dude. There's 800 players that they're looking through. And they're going player by player through all of them to see if there's anybody they want. Sounds kind of fun. It does sound fun. It sounds like a lot of fun. But also, like if that's your day-to-day job doing those sorts of things, I could see how staying up till 3 a.m. doing it might not feel fun in the moment. Yeah, I, I'm sure. It's kind of like how, like yesterday, I shit on the Deadspin people yep. um, for doing Manti Teo dirty. But while I was watching the documentary, I was like, this was probably so fun for them. Like once they got the tip and they like started every time they oh, yeah. dug a little deeper, like another layer, oh, yeah. like I was like, that actually sounds really fun. That would be so much fun. Then like ruining someone's life, that part doesn't sound as fun, but the search, <laughs> the search sounds fun. Pros and cons. Bronco Euler says watching Tamani Leach being introduced by Greg Penner yesterday. Mm-hmm. It finally hit me that we're in a completely new era of the organization. And it honestly gave me goosebumps between George Payton, Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson, the Walton Penners, and now Damani Leach. It is remarkable to see how much change has taken place in the organization. I feel like the Broncos have tried to coast on their reputation for the past five plus years, but for the first time in a long time, it actually has the aura of a world-class organization. We talk about the Steelers, Patriots, Ravens, etc., as the premier organizations in the NFL. And I easily see us being firmly in those ranks, but with a young, diverse, forward-thinking group that may be a little more willing to challenge the archaic ways of the shield. I know the proof is in the pudding and we've yet to have a taste, uh, but I've got a really good feeling about where the organization is going. Yeah, I, I think I I think the same thing. You know, it's just tough to make any big decisions, evaluations early on. But so far, everything's going well, and I like the approach. Yep, and and also you have to take into effect like the George Payton moves that came um, before that. Yep. So like Damani Leach, I think had a quote where he was like, "One of the things that excited me is just how much change has happened in this organization mm-hmm. recently." Because it's like. Essentially, all of these people, George Payton, Damani Leach, Kelly Klein, um, you know, Nathaniel Hackett, Justin mm-hmm. Outen, Ijiro Ivero, Ijiro Ivero um, all of these guys, they're building their own culture. Yep. It's not like they were asked to come in and assimilate to a certain culture. Exactly. They're building the new Denver Broncos culture, and that has to be really exciting for them. Totally. And the potential for all of it to stick together for so long. Like odds are against something like this happening in the NFL, but you could totally see a world in which, you know, 15 years from now, you still have obviously the same ownership group, still Damani Leach, still George Payton, still Nathaniel Hackett. There'll be change underneath there, but there's definitely a world in which this is a group that runs things for a long time. And that's kind of the excitement. I appreciate Ali's attempt to get this beam of light off of my face, but it's, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. I'm just being shined upon. It just looks like a bad tan line. I just don't think we've done a show with the sun hitting in that way at 540. Yeah, this yet. is a late show for us. All right, Nash Bronco. Let's uh, crank it up here. Fellas, I like the moves that were made today by the Raiders. What a joke of a franchise. That corner room is thinner than the Broncos in 2020, right? 
their secondary was already a problem. And that was like with us giving them the benefit of the doubt that Trayvon Mullen would be good or be decent. Yeah. Like, I mean, he had started every game that he'd been healthy for. Yep. Like, he was kind of one of those pieces that you expect to get better. Um, but obviously, I think he played five games last year, was hurt for the rest of the season. I think that uh, I thought that that'd be a move for like a fourth round pick or something, not a, a seventh that could turn into a sixth. Yeah. Or I think it was a sixth and then a seventh next year or something like that. It's crazy. Uh, he goes on, seriously, though, I like how this roster is shaped up. A great mix of young developing talent, especially on both lines and in the secondary, and established veterans. I share the sentiment of Bronco Oilers. I think the Demonte Leach hiring isn't being talked about enough and will be a big part of the Broncos being catapulted back into not just relevance, but dominance as a top-tier NFL franchise again. Yeah. I mean, you can see it. I, I can just see – I'm just like – you know, for years now, I've said, like, all right, guys, it's time to move past the Kubiak, Elway, mm-hmm. Shanahan, Boland thing. Yeah. Like, that – not that that was bad. That brought the Broncos three Super Bowls. Yep. And a whole era of awesome, awesome stuff. But all good things must come to an end. And there's still a Kubiak connection on the yep. on the team. They were kind of clinging to it late. It's yes, like, this is, exactly. This is what we do. It's what we do. But now, now they really have just turned the page, and that's going to be – it's just so fresh, so new, and so young. For sure. Last one here, Arvada Luke. Fellas, lots of interesting moves today. It is exciting to see the, what, the roster come together. What was the most George Payton-esque move the Broncos made today? I think the trade yep. will always stand out. The trade right before the the deadline, the cut deadline, that feels like a George Payton type of move. Mm-hmm. I think it, it feeds into keeping Aaron Patrick on the roster. Like That's a little bit of a heat check. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's fair. Is there anything else, not that really stands out? I think the Brett Rippin move was a Nathaniel Hackett move more than anything else. Um, just like, hey, take the guy that you feel more comfortable with, and he went with Rip. Mm-hmm. All right, he finishes by saying, also, what player on the fifty-three man roster not named Russell Wilson are you most excited to see play this year that we didn't really get to see any of in the preseason? Cheers, Arvada Luke. For me, it's easy. It's Jerry Judy. Um, it's it's you know put up or shut up time for Jerry, and he's going to have the best possible opportunity to do that. There's so many good options that he's right there at the top though. I think that's probably the the obvious answer, right? It's tough to argue with that one. Yep. Um. But I mean, Bradley Chubb, Randy Gregory, um, Pat Sertan, Javante Williams, Javante Melvin too. Really, yep. I mean, he's been incredible. Justin Simmons is going to be fun. Kwan Williams. Yep. If he's good, then all of a sudden that unlocks the whole rest of the back half of that defense. I'm excited to watch Pat Sertan by not watching him, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Exactly. Uh, like It's like, oh, yeah, there's Pat Sertan. They haven't thrown at him all day. Quinn Miners would be way up on that list, but he got the one drive if so he doesn't oh, yeah. really qualify. Maybe yeah. even Bowles. Just Bowles out there if he's tossing guys around. That would just open everything up for the offense. Russ outweighs everything by so much. Yeah. I'll go with Jerry, too. All right. Sounds good. All right. Um, please hit us with a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. I saw someone in the comments earlier. Uh, Multiple people. Yeah, you know, telling the people to hit us with a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. It helps us with the algorithm. We're all about the algorithm. Um, so help us get into our algorithm by moving up the charts. And uh, excited to uh, have Zach on tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. Excited Especially because we get to make fun of him. <laughs> uh, shout out, Numbies. Um, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Help us do numbies by hitting us with a thumbs up and give us that iTunes review, but we appreciate all you guys who tuned in. And again, we'll talk to you tomorrow.